You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Last year, we had a theme that I feel like the Lord put in my heart, and that 2010 was a year of growth. And this year, I really feel the Lord has put in my heart that this is a year of connections. And so we wanted to talk about connections. They're all over the place. You have to be connected to God. You have to be connected to people around you. Husbands and wives need to keep their connection. What all does that mean? Uh, Relationships, neighbors, uh, everything has some kind of connections to it. And connections are very, very important. We're going to be focusing and emphasizing some things concerning that. Um, Communication. If you don't have connection with communication, you ever dropped a call? How many of you don't know what I'm talking about? How many of you on your cell phone, you're talking, all of a sudden, you're the only one talking. They're, They're gone. They're gone. Okay. And, and, and it's amazing because I'll talk to people and they're on this carrier, they're on AT&T, they're on Verizon, they're on this one, they're on that one. And everybody blames their own carrier, you know? And so whatever, I think there's probably just one carrier. It's never mind. Never mind. It's a little conspiracy theory I had, but, um, but the thing is, if you lose connection, if you lose connection, then the information, the, 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 the relationship, all of those things, you know, there's a break in that. So we're going to be looking at a lot of things concerning that. And connections are very, very important. About a year and a half ago, Alicia and I bought a Jeep and I've wanted a Jeep since I was about five or six. I played with GI Joe and GI Joe had a cool Jeep. I've still got a GI Joe Jeep in my closet off my study. It's set up. GI Joe's in the back with a bazooka. Serious, I'm going to bring you pictures. You think, I got another G.I. Joe parachuting out of the ceiling. They're all around, I'm telling you. But anyway, that, when I was a kid, I just enjoyed it. But I wanted a Jeep really bad. And there are times as a kid, I'd ride my bicycle, my Schwinn Stingray with a banana seat. Come on, anybody? Oh, yeah. And ride that, pretend that was my Jeep. Then it got about the age to start driving And I remember saying to my mom, mom, I want to get a Jeep. And she turned and looked at me and she said, you don't need no Jeep. (laughs) Well, I knew my mom and I knew the way she was on that. That was kind of the end of subject. Because one time my brother said, mom, I want to get a motorcycle. She said, you listen to me. You bring a motorcycle home, I'll chop it up with an ax. (laughs) He said, mom, you don't even have an ax. I can get an ax. (laughs) So I grew up thinking... I don't need no Jeep. I can't have a Jeep. I just was settled on it. And all of a sudden I realized I'm 50 years old. I can too have a Jeep. And so. So we bought a Jeep is a couple of years old and it's, it's beautiful. And it's got the soft top and everything. And, uh, and it's got a GI Joe tag on the front, but, um, so we, we got it and my wife was real sweet on how we went about doing that, you know, and that's a whole nother story. I've got to scoot on here, but we went home after we picked it up and got a few things. Number one, I got a hat. <laughs> Never mind. And, um, and we got a few things. And then I said, baby, we got to stop at the store and get snacks. And so we stopped at a little convenience store and went in and get snacks. How many of you know that if you're going to drive a Jeep, you need snacks too. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you're going to do it, do it right. So, um, 
we stopped and got snacks and I came out and we got in the Jeep and all excited because we're going to, we're going to, you know, for us, this is like our horse or our motorcycle or our boat, you know, to be able to drive down all these roads past all the horse farms. It's just beautiful. Do you realize what a beautiful area we live in? I mean, just gorgeous. And we love to just go ride out on all those, all those roads. And so I got all my snacks and passed them out and I got in the Jeep and put the key in and went, piece of junk. Should have listened to mom. <laughs> Tried it again. And I thought, no. So I got out, lifted the hood. And I just thought, where do I even start? Alicia, try it again. So I thought, that's a battery. So I went over and just took one of the connectors on the battery. And I just kind of turned it and cranked it down and made a connection. Try it again. Vroom, 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 vroom. And connections are important. Connections are important. Now, I know I went a long way to tell you, but wasn't it fun? All right. So connections are are very, very important. And what if we didn't know that the problem was a, a bad connection and just left it there and walked away? It's no good. But you know what? Sometimes people's lives are not working. Things are not happening for you. And I'm going to tell you your problem. You, you've got a loose connection. Anybody ever told you that before? But you've got a loose connection. You've got a wrong connection. You've got a bad connection. And, and we've got to look at that today. And we're going to look at the very heart of that this morning as far as having a right connection. A right connection energizes you. It brings life. It causes good things. A bad connection can ruin things. You can be connected to the wrong people and it'll ruin your life. You can be connected to the wrong people and it'll ruin, it'll ruin your evening. You know, and we've got to be very careful in life, just electricity, plumbing, anything else. Connections are very, very vital that we have right and good connections. And so we want to look at that here today. All blessings come through relationships or connections. I've been places, done things, been allowed to be a part of something before because of somebody that I knew. It wasn't even my blessing or favor. It was through connection. Let me tell you this principle and get a hold of this. It's not always what you know. It's who you know. Even getting into heaven. It's about who you know. Not just what you know. Aren't you glad you don't have to show up the pearly gates if that's how this plays out? You know, and you've got to have your, you know, sign up. And they... Scan you in. They have the latest technology. You know, Peter's there, however this thing works out. Aren't you glad they don't quiz you? Name the books of the Bible. List the Ten Commandments in order. List the apostles in the order that Jesus called them. You know, I'm just thinking right now, you're, some of y'all are saying, oh man, I, they wouldn't let me in. I'm the pastor up here and I'm thinking, oh, I... Pull my pastor card. (laughs) This is not those things. It's who you know. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by him. And so it's who you know. What is that? That's a connection. That's a connection. Now, speaking of Jesus and speaking of Christmas and and this week, in case you're wondering, are they ever going to take this stuff down? Um, Yes. 
It takes an entire army to put it up, an entire army to take it down and pack it away. And we'll have all the staff back this week and we'll, we'll be doing this. But I love Christmas. I, I've been telling my wife because you know, we've been taking everything down at the house. And I tell, I tell her every year, I'm not done with Christmas. I'm going to lead a rebellion, you know. But we just celebrated Christmas and I've shared with you, what is Christmas? Really, what is it? It's a celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. So think about that, his entrance. Why did he come? Just think about it. Why did Jesus come? Did he come so we could have a good life and be happy and get all our needs met? Or did he maybe come to deliver us from our sin and introduce us to the Father? Now, he's not opposed to a good life and being happy and needs met. Those are kind of byproducts of it all. But the important thing is this, that we were lost and undone and could not help ourselves, And he came to rescue us from sin and to introduce us to the father. Why? For a connection, for connection. Now in John chapter 15, and I would read verse four through eight, Jesus is speaking. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot, everybody say cannot, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Look at me. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now that word abide, let's just replace it with this connection has to do with connection. Verse six, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me connected to me. And I in him bears much fruit. Get this next part here. For without me, you can do. Come on. Let's read that part again. For without me, you can do nothing. One more time. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse six. If anyone does not abide in me, not connected, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, connected to me, and my words abide in you, connected to you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. First part, and I had you repeat it several, several times here, is without him, we can do nothing. Nada. Zero. Zilch. Goose egg. Give me another language. Nothing. Huh? Nine. (laughs) You can do nothing without him. And you may think and you say, you know what? No, I can. I can do something. But listen to me. You can't do anything that matters. You can't do anything that fulfills. You can't do anything that really truly helps and satisfies without him. Without him, we can do nothing. I like to put it this way. Without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I am nothing. Without him, I have nothing. Without him, I know nothing. But with him, but with him, I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. Look at that verse in verse Philippians 4, 19. I can do all things. Now just hold that up there real quick. Remember what we said before. Without him, I can do what? Nothing. Nothing. No thing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's a connection there. There's power. There's strength that would be coming into our life in this way. 
So without him, without the connection, I can't do anything. But with the connection, things can happen in my life. But here's, here's the, the real bottom line of this. Jesus even said, by myself, Jesus is speaking. Jesus said, by myself, I can do nothing. So hold up. Without him, I can do nothing. You can do nothing. And then Jesus said, by himself, he can do nothing. Let's read some scripture on this. In John chapter 5, verse 30. Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. And then in verse 19, it says this. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Jesus said, by myself, I can do nothing. Listen to me. It all comes from a connection to the Father God. It all comes from a connection to the Father God. There's one God. Now, there's a whole bunch of religions and there's people saying, well, no, we all serve the same God. But listen to me. You can't get there a million different ways. There's only one way. That's through Jesus. Y'all hear me? That's one way and it's through Jesus. And Jesus said, I have to have the connection to the father. And then for us to have anything, we have to have that connection with Jesus. He's the way he's the truth. He's the life. He's the door. There's no other way to the father, but by Jesus. And so apart from the father, apart from Jesus being connected to the father, there's nothing that's going to be fulfilling. That's really going to matter in any of our lives. Jesus himself is our connection with the father and everything flows from that connection. Now notice that as Jesus said, I can't do anything apart from the father in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Look at this verse here. It says how God referenced the father, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Who went about doing good? Jesus did. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Why? For God was with him. It's our connection to the father. And folks, listen to me. The connection to the father is not your good works. The connection to the father is not anybody else that you would know except for Jesus Christ. He is the way he is our connection. So we're talking about connections. We're starting talking about starting the year out. Let me tell you, 2011, don't even try it on your own because without him, it's going to be miserable. It's going to be miserable, but with your connection to him and his connection to the father, second Corinthians three, five puts it this way. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of any of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God It's through our connection with him through Jesus Christ. Now back to John 15, five, he said this, and let's get the identities all sorted out here. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the who. You're the branches. He's the vine. You're the branches. And then he brings up this word abide. Everybody say abide. This word abide actually has the same idea as to marry, to settle down, to remain, to stay. And in that it's permanent. It's to continue. It's to persist. And what he's saying is, is you need to stay with me and I will stay with you. It's a, it's a connection that has to happen. 
And it's in that abiding, that's when things happen. It's not a visit. It's not an occasional thing. It's not a seasonal thing. It's not a circumstantial thing. How many of you know that sometimes we only really connect with God when we've got circumstances? You know, and what we've got to realize is, no, I need to day in and day out be connected to him. I need to abide in him. Now, in Romans 11, and we're not going to read it all right now. You can read it a little later. Paul is talking to Gentiles, people that are non-Jews. And he says to them, he said that you are of a wild olive tree, so to speak. But because there were some branches on the olive tree that were broken off through unbelief. You have been grafted in. It's a procedure to connect you so that you can abide, so you can stay. He said, you have been connected. You have been grafted in because you believe. Now, he says, the ones that are missing are missing because of unbelief. He said, and and I love the way the message Bible puts it. It says, but your graft took because you believed. So it's not just a matter that we got attached and duct taped onto something. But we've been grafted in, and and, uh, boy, the language is super rich there, but we don't have time for it. It actually has to do with puncture. It really goes to the cross. And that's a message for a whole nother time. But the graft took because we believe. And he says, and now you get to share. Everybody say share. We get to share in the richness of the root and of the sap. There's a life flow that comes. And what it's referencing is Abraham and the covenant promises to the children of Israel, which is all a big picture to say this. History shows the goodness, the power and and the grace of God that is available for you and for us to have that in our life. And, And we don't have to go take that. And this is not about getting hyper somewhere. This is not about works. This is not about any of those things. This is, a, this is something that we absorb into our life through a connection that we have with him. And I'm saying you don't need to run around this year being the lone branch. You need to get connected. Connected. Jesus said, I am the vine. You're the branches. He said, apart from me, just like a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, neither can you. Apart from me, you can't do anything. So abide in me and abide in my words and let my words abide in you and you'll be connected and you will be able to share and enjoy the richness and the sap, the life flow that would come into you through that connection. We've got to have this connection. The connection for us, you ready, is believing. Everybody say believing. That is your connection. Coming to church is not your connection. Coming to church helps your connection. This does everything possible to fortify that connection and to feed it and to help it and to nurture it and to repair it. But I'm telling, I'm talking about you personally, individually, intimately on the inside that you have a connection that you believe that you believe that Jesus is the only begotten of the father. That you believe there's one true God that you believe that Jesus paid the price. You believe that he was born of a virgin. You believe that he did go to a cross, that he was made sin, that he took our sin. He paid that supreme sacrifice. He was buried on the third day. He rose again. He's alive forevermore. He's at the right hand of the Father in glory right now. Ever living to make intercession for you and for me. And he'll come back again. And when he comes back again, he will take care of business. And his plan will not be thwarted. 
And his eyes are on you all the time. And I believe it. And every word and every promise is true. And I believe it. I believe it. And that connection, that abiding is believing. And believing starts out as a decision. You decide to believe. Some of you, how many of you believe in Bigfoot? I saw about two hands and they put them down real quick. (laughs) Not me, man. I mean, there's all kinds of folklore and different things out there that people have decided that you, for some reason, you don't believe. Or others of you, you believe. That was a decision. It's based on information, based on influences, based on people around you, that you made a decision. I mean, you know, Spider-Man is real. I did that for you, Louie. <laughs> no, you, you believe something you decided. Now, follow this, though. It starts out with a decision. And if you continue in it, it becomes a condition. So let me say it this way. At one point in my life, I chose to believe. Since then, I have continued to believe. And now I have a condition. I am a believer. I am a believer. I am a believer. And believing, believing is our connection. Now, let me do it for you this way. I drew this earlier. Jesus is the vine. Here's the vine. Jesus. And I only have one branch today so that we didn't have a big mess up here. So the branch, who is the branch? Oh, come on. Who's a branch? Any branches out here? I'm a branch. I'm a branch. And so that's me. That's you. We're a branch. And what happens is the vine supports the branch. We don't support the vine. And apart from, and right here, this is the critical place right here. This is where it's connected. This is where we abide. This is where we remain right there. This is what is our connection again? We believe. We believe. And as we believe, here's what happens with the vine. It has roots. And those roots draw on the moisture and the nutrients. And as we, uh, I cited in Romans chapter 11, we share from the root and the richness, the sap, the life flow of the historic proof of God's power and God's goodness and God's faithfulness. And we draw upon that. And what happens, it just does it. This flow, this life flow starts to go through here. And if I'm connected, if you and I are connected, how are we connected again? We believe. That's how we abide. I believe. Well, what if things go, what if things are pressing against you and you're afraid and you get discouraged? I believe. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. It's not an emotion. Stop letting your faith and your believing be an emotion. Because otherwise, one day you're going to believe. And the next day, I don't believe so. I don't know what's you know, and you, you've got to, we persist, we abide, we believe. Now, if we're attached, if we believe, if we're abiding in that, then guess what's going to happen with this life flow? It comes into us. And it's not like all of a sudden, you know, we see on cartoons or something, the Hulk or something, they give him a shot or something, you know, it's this 
flow. It's just this flow. It's just happening as a result. And let me, let me tell you the, the incredible effect, the cumulative effect of just abiding is remarkable. If you just stay, if you just stay hooked up, you continue to believe no matter who's in office, no matter who your boss is, no matter what's going on next door or at your address, you just continue to believe. I believe, I believe, I trust him. I believe his word. And you will draw upon his power, his goodness, his faithfulness. And what will happen then is that you will produce fruit. Triangular fruit. You will produce fruit. Now, if you were the enemy, well, what would you go after? You won't really, you won't even really worry about the fruit. What you're going to go after is right here. If I can stop that, then I can stop this. Otherwise, all he's doing is picking fruit. But instead, he wants to get this to happen. He wants to break this down. Now, what am I talking about? We're starting a brand new year. And God has emphasized to us, it has everything to do with connections. And the connection that you and I have to have is we've got to be connected to God the Father through Jesus Christ. And it's through that connection that these things are going to come into our life. That there's going to be life. There's going to be joy. There's going to be help. There's going to be grace. Because you know what? There's going to be storms. There's going to be goofy people swinging on the branch. People trying to carve their initials. I mean, there's all kinds of birds. Every kind of thing going on here. And you know what? That you would just stay connected. Stay connected. Now, i got to kind of finish this up. Two things about believing that I want to share with you and then, and then we'll wrap up this morning. Number one, let me just use this word, daily. Daily. Everybody say daily. daily. This can't just be, hey, Easter is coming up. Or, hey, I'm having a hard time right now. I need to seek God. This is daily. I wear this, this bracelet day by day. We've had those out for a couple of years now, day by day. Now, it's not some magic bracelet. I, I know there's commercials now. You fix your balance with some bracelets and stuff. I don't, I don't know nothing about that, okay? But this doesn't do anything like that. This is just a reminder. It's just a reminder. And you know, the other day I was watching TV and there's, there's a, a couple in our church that owns a business and they have TV commercials locally. Foxy carpets. And, um, <laughs> and Rob was doing the commercial and I saw his day by day bracelet and I thought, good for you, buddy. Cause that's how you do business and that's how you do family and that's how you do life. It's just you do it day by day by day by day It's daily It's daily. It's union and it's communion. It's the light of God and it's the heat of God. It's the light of his word and it's the warmth of his presence. And it's daily. And I'm going to challenge you. And listen, we, we're just on day two of this year. Start your day with God. Get the connection first thing in the morning. Don't wait until it's lunchtime and you're already. <sighs> Tell you what, that's yours. <sighs> Those people. Start your day. Get hooked up right at the beginning. Daily, daily, daily. Make sure of that connection of believing. It's also called consistency. And I've taught this and taught this. Consistency beats intense effort every time. But get this part too. The devil cannot cope with consistency. The devil cannot cope with consistency. If you just day by day by day. And he'll knock you down some days. What do you do? I get back up. 
He trips you and tries to discourage you. And what do you do? You just keep going. Uh, 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 not a trick, but a key that Alicia and I learned years ago. That no matter what you're going through, you normalize. It's time to pray, you pray. It's time to eat, you eat. Time to go to bed, you go to bed. But I don't feel like I can eat. I don't know if I can sleep. Just do it. Just do it in the, in the name of consistency. Just do it in the name of daily. Just do it in the name of trusting God. And it drives the devil nuts. That you just keep showing back up. You keep showing back up to church. You keep getting up every morning and opening up the word of God and lifting your little hands that nobody else sees because you're all by yourself. And you say, God, I have to be connected to you because without you, I can do nothing. It's daily, daily. And the cumulative effect of daily can hardly be registered. It is so incredible what God wants to do day by day in your life. And the other part is this, believing, abiding, that connection is not just daily. It must have this key ingredient, gratitude. Everybody say gratitude. I know of nothing more that fortifies this connection of just standing in there and persisting and believing God than gratitude. Gratitude. Forgive the triteness of this. It's not even trite, but you must have an attitude of gratitude. You've just got to continue to be grateful. I read in a blog this week, it said, there are few things more important to God than gratitude. I want to read that again. There are few things more important to God than gratitude. I think as our father, God looks down to us. I think the number one response that should be coming from us is gratitude. So often the number one response from us is complaints and requests. God, did you see that? And could you get me this? Could you make me really cool and do awesome things? When it should be, Lord, thank you. I can stand. Thank you. I can breathe. And I'm telling you, get radical this year. How many of you had water this morning or will have some water today? How many of you had some hot water to shower in? Only about six of y'all, man. (laughs) And maybe we'll eat today more than one meal by choice. We'll have a variety of foods to choose from. You had a variety of clothes. Somehow you got here. I notice all of you are sitting up or most of you. How many of you woke up this morning? Did you know statistics show that over a million people went to bed last night? Did not wake up this morning. You woke up. We have much to be grateful for. I said, you have much to be grateful for. Were there, were there people, were there people outside harassing you and threatening you? You cannot worship God freely. No, we have such freedom. We have such blessing. We should be so grateful and you live at the highest level of life when you're grateful, because it's at that point that you see everything I have in my life came from you and from your grace. And it makes you constantly aware of God's hand and God's power and God's life working in you when you remain grateful. But if you just go through life, I wish I had that. Why did they do this? Forget that. Focus in on the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And I'll tell you what, it will bolster your faith. It will bolster your believing. Your joy, your peace, your confidence level will be so strong because you will see, you will be constantly aware of how present God is in your life and how strong he's working in your life through gratitude. Through gratitude. Now, let me just finish this up. Life flows 
from the connection we have with Jesus Christ that connects us with the Father God. As a result, you will bear much fruit and your life will glorify God. Apart from him, you can do nothing. But in him, we live and move and have our being. Let's make sure of that connection with him. Let's make sure that he is first place. And that's something that we nurture. And let me just say it to you again as we step out in 2011. Don't try it on your own. Make sure that we're connected with him. Amen. I just stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord.